Hello and welcome back. This is episode 25 on the NDL show. Let's start the show on a splendid note. We're talking about how you can build your brand. But before we get into that, this track is by Mellow V Jones. It is called C and L. Yeah, this majestic and chilled song is by singer, songwriter and boom baptist Mellow B. Jones. It is called C and L for champagne and love song. Some people pronounce it champagne. Listen now, Mellow B. Jones has been working on a lot of music. This track specifically comes from her 2017 EP titled The Start. It is available on every digital platform, so be sure to stream as per usual. I am also need y'all to head over to Instagram and Twitter and follow her at Mellow B underscore Jones and stay in the loop of what she's doing currently. She has actually been doing a lot on YouTube with her series called Freestyle Fridays. So do check out the channel under her name, Mellow B Jones.
Good people, what's happening? Life is a bit tense on my side. School is holding me with all my washing. I always complain about it and it is my last year so really it is bad. Pray for your girl because this thing called school is getting toxic. Results are constantly visiting me in my dreams. So really guys, pray for all students. Now I hope you have been keeping safe. I've been trying to keep safe but there are these guys, we all know them from this hood I live in and they've been trying to jump into my yard in the AMs to jump into other yards because ours is the link to about four or five other backyards to steal any Thing they can sell for drugs, mainly pots. But we're not here to talk about that. I'm just asking for your prayers. Listen, we are happy to be back in the midst of everything. I hope you enjoyed our mix last week with Thomas Greed. We'll be doing those every now and then as well, so you can stay tuned for that. Now, let us know on the socials how you are feeling today, whenever you're listening to the show. How are you feeling about the rest of this year? You know, what are you constantly worrying about? So we can maybe address those on the show so that we can all reach a better space. We've also got exciting news. We have recently partnered with this highly esteemed magazine. It is called Control Magazine. Local, of course, support local. And listen, they are also hosting the Indial show on their platform. So when you go onto our link, you will see it right there, Control Magazine. Don't be afraid to explore their website. It has so many amazing things, all local, and truly that's what we're about. You can check them out on Insta as well, at Control Magazine SA. On the socials, you can also find us at the Indial show. Our website is currently being updated so don't be surprised. But do submit your music to our email, theNDLshow1 at gmail.com. We've got a lot to unpack, so do stay tuned. Hi, this is Michael Dean, and you're checking out the NDL Show with Nundumiso Dhuzo. Keep it locked, because this is where dope stuff lives. Coming up on episode 25 on the NDL show, we talk cheating, cutting hair as a form of discipline, cultural appropriation, whether full stops are aggressive, and guapale in our commentary and in our main segment, we go into the tools that can help you build your brand with founder and director of Bear Relations, Ruhle Mbele. All of this coming up, stay tuned. Yo, this has been Krasha and I'm CV and you tuned in to the NDL show. So joining us for our commentary today is the producer of the show, Tulani Sijo. Thank you so much for coming out from behind the scenes. We want to get your perspectives on the commentary for today's show and see what you're about before we get into the main segment. So there's been this chat about how girls specifically would have their hair cut by their mothers and even grandmothers as a form of discipline when they would step out of line. And I'm wondering why, because I think for me it would create a detachment from my hair and instead propel me to even go much more crazier because hair being cut should not be a form of discipline. But also this made me realize how having long hair is attached to this idea of being a grown woman doing grown woman things. And the cutting of it is to reiterate that you're still a child in essence. And obviously this usually happens in black households and I wanted to ask you Tulani whether you think it is an effective method of discipline and why you think it is that black parents find it so hard to rather calmly talk about things that they're not comfortable with their children doing uh first of all i'd like to say thank you to all our listeners uh shout out to you guys thank you for tuning in 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 my opinion i personally don't agree with it i don't think that uh cutting hair is is good for as a form of punishment because uh firstly hair especially to a young girl growing up it's like a form of you know identity and that girl is is still trying to be themselves yeah. in their yeah. own space you know mm. and try to be comfortable with who they are so now when you just come and cut their hair because they did something wrong i think there should be other forms of communicating like mm. trying to teach your children on you know getting to understand that you okay i didn't like that but and if you do it again then okay maybe you can take away something and uh, we as black people i think we it's important for us to start you know using our words more effectively mm. uh, communicating speaking properly to and having that open communication where your child can come to you 
for for anything you know yeah no i really like that because i have experienced that myself so shout out to you and you know now we need to talk on the conversation about cultural appropriation right so as recently as yesterday there has been an upsurge in this conversation around costa titch costa titch has for a long time been embraced by the black communities and our country because he evidently grew up around black people and you can tell by his dialect by the way he delivers his songs so he released this video of him dancing to an amapiano song of his and he was doing proper groove moves that even i cannot attempt to do and people started calling him out for appropriating black culture now celebrities came out defending him others said he was mimicking other black artists most people were having him for appropriating the black culture in your perspective tulani do you think it is cultural appropriation for someone who grew up in that space to assimilate into that culture or is it still wrong because he is white and he's basically benefiting from black culture Yeah, Costa Tish, man. I think he's he's definitely one of the the rising stars of the future. Him being able to use his background and how he grew up and who he grew up with to and putting it into music and into a form of expression. I think we shouldn't yeah, we shouldn't try and block that because at the end of the day he's still South African, you know. Mm. We need to embrace it. He's embracing who he is he still is still him is embracing what he he is you mm. know and i think yeah we need to stop that whole blocking and categorizing uh, because music is an a form of art mm. and art shouldn't be put in a box you know black people are not accused of appropriation when they sound colored you mm. know because there are black people that hang out with colored people mm. and they speak with a colored accent yeah. but when they go home you know but was but was up or Mm. I hear you. Mm. And I actually want to comment on that because you know growing up I used to have colored friends and when I used to speak to them you know my accent would change but you know when I don't speak to colored people I notice mm. that even now when mm. I speak to a colored person and they're like they have the heavy accent mm. I at some point mm. I try to mm. speak back up, you yeah. know in that same accent I try to respond in that accent mm. but that is cultural appropriation but mm. you end up saying away as well you know in that conversation And but also we don't we're not trying to act like colored people. Yes, it's We're just we're trying to communicate, we're trying to reach a yes. common ground in the form of I'm speaking your language so mm. you can understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a form of relatability. Mm. In my view, mm. I feel like we we are a culture that that you know relates to the Many next cultures, person. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then would you say that cultural appropriation is only cultural appropriation when the person appropriating the culture quote unquote has not grown up in that sort of setting that that does not have that background yeah i think there is a level of background that you need to have a level of research that you need to do a level of knowing the amount of you know space that you are going into mm. you know and i'm sure costa teach made a lot of research before he even released that song he knows That's i'm sure yeah is. i'm sure it is just who he is and mm. he knows that you know this if i say this like this it will actually mean that you mm. know because of how he grew up yeah mm. no i really like that So listen, I was actually scrolling down Twitter as is my daily bread and someone tweeted that you know when your partner cheats on you it doesn't mean that they don't love you. I know people in polygamous and polyamorous relationships, you know, believe in that idea that you know just because I have a, another person doesn't mean that I don't love you. In fact, it strengthens our love, right? Now, bringing it to you, Chilani, what is your perspective on the statement? Is it true according to you that cheating doesn't mean that your partner does not love you? In essence, if you cheat, it doesn't mean that you don't love your partner in terms of monogamous relationships. What do you think about that? No, it's a tough one because like there are a number of reasons why people cheat, you know. Mm. Um there might be, you know, something that's lacking in the relationship or it might I don't know, it might be something else out mm. of the relationship. It might not have to do with anything about the relationship. Yeah. I don't really necessarily think it doesn't mean that you don't love your partner. Mm. I think there has to be a level of commitment that you bring to the table and there has to be that 
that foundation, you mm. know, and that level of understanding when uh, two people come together that, you know, this is why we are together. And and if, you know, cheating is, uh, well, it should be one of the conversations that you bring up in your relationship and mm. bring it up and talk about it and, you know, no, uh, talk about how both parties feel about this this thing and if it happens or if it doesn't happen then you know how your love between each other will grow and yeah mm. but i feel like if you ever feel that the person that you're with doesn't give you what you want mm. then yeah you have to do some introspection you know look look into yourself and see why is it that you are with this person rather than yeah breaking their heart um on cheating rather you know end the relationship and start a fresh start with the person that you know mm. yeah no i hear you but let me rephrase this question right so the statement that they're saying is that just because you cheat on your partner it doesn't mean you don't love them so do you agree I, a tough one because yeah, it is a tough one because also it's like are you do you want to tell me that if a husband or if a wife cheats on her husband mm, it doesn't mean that she doesn't love her husband. husband yeah it doesn't mean that she doesn't love her husband it just means at that present moment in time i don't know what something happened that's why i that's why i said in the beginning that it is very important to you know to realize why is it that you're in the relationship you mm. know it's very important to go back to why the relationship started why are you still in the relationship if you're even gonna think about cheating mm. it shouldn't be the case you know yeah, yeah yeah and i hear you on that because you know in relationships you know that your person doesn't have everything like everything that you need they're not the full package mm. so they are things that they lack it you know so you know in the relationship you're supposed to you know make that commitment that you know what even though you don't have everything that I want, I choose you every day in spite of that. That's the truth. Mm. That's what I'm saying in, in the beginning. You you should reconsider why is it that you're in the relationship to in begin the first with. Place. Yeah. Hi, thank you very much for that. Hopefully the listeners will let us know what they think about that. If you cheat on your partner, does it mean that you do not love them? Tell us what you think. So now there's this idea that, you know, when you send a full stop, when you send a full stop at the end of a short message, for instance, like saying no, full stop, that you're being passive aggressive. And I wanted to get your perspective on this because now it seems that the full stop has transcended from just being a punctuation mark to being this very aggressive type of thing. You know, so I, I wanted to get your perspective on that, because if I, for instance, write a long paragraph to you and you respond, OK, without a full stop, it's like, OK, OK, sharp, fine. But if you respond, OK, full stop, it's like, um, OK, I don't know what's going on with that attitude. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. What's your perspective? According to the English language, I think <laughs> the full stop just means it's the end of what you what you are saying. You really brought the, the English language into uh, this conversation. Yeah, yeah. The full stop just means it's <laughs> it's the end of what I'm saying. Okay. You know, if you are taking offense to me ending it, then I don't know. Then there's something wrong with you know. You have to do some introspection. Mm. That's the that's the word of the day. Introspection. You know. Oh. Full stop is a full stop. If there's anything wrong, I think you'll be able to sense it and then find out, elaborate. But most of the time, I think you'd just be overthinking the situation. Now, finally, as we conclude this commentary, we need to talk about Guapale, right? Now, in case you missed it, here it is. Hey, my name is Guapale. So, Gaupele, that's how I know that you're supposed to pronounce her name, comes from the Northwest here in South Africa. And I want to know from your perspective, what you think about, you know, so many South Africans, for instance, moving to America and obviously living there for a long time, they adopt the language and the way that they speak to the point where now they lose the essence of their names. What do you think about that? You know, we have Masejo. It's weird even saying Masejo, trying to refer to Masego because, you know, that's what it is. So, yeah, what do you think about that? If you go to KZN mm. and you you associate yourself with um, the Indians that live that side. Mm. Best believe you are going to catch some contagious grammar mm. and you are going to, you know, catch a bit of their dialect. 
when you come back the sign it's you know but i won't lose the essence of my name maybe khaopela doesn't have and masego maybe they don't have people masego maybe masego also doesn't have someone who's saying that no that your name is actually masego your name is khaopela Mm. Because are you telling me that after you know knowing how your name sounds to Lani that you're going to get to that side and be like you know my name is Chino Also Akira that's where the adapting comes in because now you're adapting to how people say your name mm. I don't know how long you know she's been that side for but it seems like it's been long enough yeah, for her to adapt the way she says her name according to how her name is being said that side and if she comes back this side you know is she is she going to change is she going to say she's guapele yes. is she going to say that she's guapele when she gets to saura that's what i'm asking exactly also. i don't know i also don't know we'll have to wait and see thank you so much for joining us tilani yeah no shout out to the team you shout out to everyone listening right now uh right now we are about to go into the main segment but just before that check out this <laughs> Lord Jesus I am praying for my relationship Hey Bella Jehov Bella Ana Maria La pekang be mali mali abo ma 700 billion yeah. 2 billion ni be kishini yeah. 700 billion i ama million en kore tangi ama na animal yo la pikambre la amba ba ya bo le ntwana mbono mutuma manyikela ngando tukupe ba ngbona ngama ya about 700 billion pa Thank you for staying tuned. So you will remember that on episode 9 we had that chat about influencer culture and how it has popularized this idea of being a brand. And on Twitter we saw a thread of a lady detailing the degree to which her brand was no longer aligning with her friend who was called Lerato with the pumps. And it was at that point that many people became awakened to this popular idea of being a brand. Now we're at that point where we need to consider whether we want to be just, you know, normal individuals like we have always been or grow ourselves as instruments of commodity. Now to really give us insight and perspective on how to become a brand and where to get that assistance, we have Butlembele, the founder and managing director of Bear Relations, which is a boutique communications creative agency. Their services include digital marketing, brand management, public relations, strategic communications, and events management, and really, this is in essence the starter pack of becoming a brand in this highly digitized era. I am excited to have this conversation because for a long time many of us have been wondering what the memo is to becoming a successful brand and i trust that we will get an understanding from this conversation welcome to the ndl show bulian thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for having me such a pleasure to be here definitely now bulia let's get into the core of bear relations before we start any other conversation what prompted you to start this company because i've witnessed that sometimes things happen that propel you to do something like start a company and what was it for you um i mean you know for many entrepreneurs it's the same story something as you said influenced um, that decision to start a company and for me it, it was a friend um so it is a friend that knew me from back in high school that i used to organize you know your valentines bash and ball your matric farewell as much as i was in grade 9 i would be the one organizing a matric uh, dance so it was wow. i was that child i was that student that every uh, event um the teachers would come to me and say um uh we want to do something like this and we know you're the only person here at school that can do this you know mm. and put it all together so it started all the way in high school to um uh varsity when I stepped into when I started varsity um back in 2017 friend of mine who knew me from organizing all those events in high school asked me to actually organize a year in function for him and his team um at an accounting firm he used to work for there all of that happened and at the end I received a lot of calls from their team saying what an exceptional job you did and from there I started doing um events for their kids their birthday parties and all of that and it grew and then the advice to start the company came in that 
you could do a lot of money and it can work much better if you have a company instead of just getting a call to just come on board and organize this. Mm, I like that. Now you call Bear Relations the home of creaming the craft of stars and elite brands. Could you tell us how Bear Relations operates? Are there set requirements that people need to meet, such as having high following, you know, beautiful camera photos? Does the company approach people or is the company open to having people approach it? What is the process to be represented by this agency? Well, the process is not complicated at all. We are a uh, boutique communications agency and most of people, when they hear the word rather uh, boutique, they would hear obviously elegant, you know, they would think high class, you know, yes. very corporate, very, you know, um, serious and all of that. But we are, we, are sim- we are very simple, you know. What we want to work with is somebody that, as we say, you want to cream your craft. So if you think of a cream, right? A cream mm-hmm. is something that is on top of a cake or a sponge, right? Yeah. So if you come as a sponge that has already been baked and has all the ingredients tastes good and all of that, all we have to do is just be the cream on top of that cake, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to work with people that understand what they want to um, sort of like achieve in, people that are willing to, to, to take in what we have as well, to give in in their brands or projects for them to succeed in what they desire to succeed in. There's literally no criteria, there's no procedure and all of that. It is very simple. Send us an email, send us a DM, just find a way among uh, many of the ways that you can reach us, contact us, let us know what exactly you would need from us and you're more than welcome to work with you. Because what I'm, one thing I've understood about creativity is creators are people that, not that we are only limited to working with creators, mm-hmm. but I'm just making an example that with creators, I could wake up at 12 a.m. and think of something in my mind and it's not everybody that is going to believe that. I would have to reach out maybe to 10 people for one person to believe me that this is a real idea. Do you get what I mean? So we are about that. We are about saying, bring what you have. Let's see how it can uh, work out. If it's it's not going to work out, we're going to be honest with you and give it to you. Interesting, because it is true. Some people who are close to us are scared of hurting our feelings. So they rather opt to keep quiet and support, even when it seems like, man, this thing is actually not working. And it's awesome that Bear Relations intentionally steps in that gap. Now, I'm sure the idea of individuals and creators being brands has been there for quite some time. But with the upsurge in social media and the diminishing role of traditional campaigns and so on, it has become the language that widely characterizes this period. What would you say contributes towards the makeup of a reputable, successful brand? I love that question. Right. Let me break it down for you firstly. You need to first understand what is brand management. That it started with the brand, then get into brand management and also its relevance and what exactly we offer you and what do you get out of working with their relations and is it worth it? Is it worth your money, your time and your experience with us? You may have heard it or your listeners may have heard it from celebrities saying, oh, my brand this, or have yes. seen it on social media, people talking about brand, brand, brand. Mm-hmm. But what exactly are we talking about? What is a brand? Exactly. So a brand is a broad term. It's a term that you and I can use in different contexts, right? Mm-hmm. I am a brand myself. Why am I saying I'm a brand? Because I'm somebody that is a broadcast journalist, an entrepreneur, an events MC, and a DJ that has influence in a certain, um, in a specific capacity of audience. I know that I can contribute through my work to a certain level or capacity of an audience. And mm. I understand who do I reach out to through my work. So I know that through uh, current affairs and news, through my broadcast journalism, this is the kind of age group I reach out to, the kind of gender, sexuality, and people communities and societies I reach out to through my entrepreneurship journey that is their relations. I know that I speak to this group of people, etc, etc. These are the brands I attract. So that's how I identify myself as a brand because of the work that I do and the influence it has to a certain level or to a certain group of people and communities, right? So to another person, a brand is looking at what you do, what it, uh, the impact it has to a certain level or a number of people and do you think your brand can attach to another brand and create another new or an, another stream of business or not also business but impact in society mm. and another group of people apart from the, the existing one in your space. Mm. 
let's get into the management now. The brand is, we have the human and we have the business side of the brand, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the human side of it is, for example, you and I, we are brands that's in a separate capacity. Mm -hmm. And then there's the business side, which we are looking at uh, corporate, we are looking at companies. For example, looking at your standard banks, your Bacomas, we're looking at your future life or urban life, whatsoever you may name them. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking at that side of the brand. So, just on a general term, just to explain it, so brand management is simply a, a technique in marketing that is used to increase the value of a product line or brand over time. So here what I'm saying is, you may be a brand that um, you are known to who does the NGL show, right? Mm -hmm. We know about your, your show, your podcast, we enjoy it, we listen to every episode that you uh, put out, we enjoy it and all of that. Mm -hmm. That's it. But now, don't you want to grow? Sure. Don't you want your audience to be heard, not only by the people that listen to you? Don't you want to walk into a mall and hear just an old lady approach and say, Hi, mom, how are you? And you're like, Hi, mom, good. I loved your episode nine. Mm. Don't you want to um, be on social media? The next thing you get a DM from somebody in New York and saying, when are you having a, a season two or are you going to have another episode same as episode nine i think you should have went deeper i loved one two three mm. so brand managers we increase what you already have we take it to the next level we mother what you have and take it to the next level i don't know if you're following no no i am following as you were talking i was just reflecting on my budget because bear relations seems like the type of agency i have been yearning and waiting for and Bishy, i like how you mentioned you know the broadcasting aspect to there because you're one of those news anchors that i absolutely look up to now when you launched bear relations on instagram Bushle, you spoke about how digital marketing is something that is different from being a brand i know there is some confusion there because there is this idea that in order for your brand to reach the masses then your digital marketing has to be on point could you take us through what digital marketing is and how bear relations steps in on that part to promote the brands of creatives so digital marketing is something that forever existed it's just that we do not care much about it and we do not give uh, so much a focus into it because of traditional media streams that we've been using all along mm. and this is something that a lot of creatives a lot of businesses are now tapping into and trying to catch up with because now everybody's so into it especially with COVID-19 yeah. so every business is like trying to be on Instagram Twitter trying to advertise online it, they just That's all over the case, trying to use the digital platforms. And creators are also trying to create content on digital platforms. You see, mm. are now playing on Insta Live or Facebook Live. Right. Every now and then, because they try. Do you understand? Like, it's, it's, it's on demand. The digital mm. space and tools are on demand. And people are now trying to catch up with something that forever existed, but then we did not care about. Digital marketing is a platform where, just through the tip of your fingers, you can do more than one thing, right? Mm. You're talking about your cell phone, your laptop, and just having internet connection and a, a device that can connect you to the internet and be able to have various tools such as apps to create content like right now, you're recording a podcast and mm -hmm. um, putting it out there, you're using different tools to put it together. And even when you um, publish it, it is another digital platform. When you promote it, it's another digital platform. Right. That all comes together as digital marketing. Sure. Wow. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. And then we have um, different tools that we use for digital marketing. We use email marketing. We use bulk SMS. We use mm -hmm. um, um, mobile advertising. We use social media marketing. We use video marketing and influencer marketing. That's um, just digital marketing then. But the most important one, it's obviously now social media promoting yeah. and SMSs, email marketing, as well as mobile ads. Those are the ones that are much working, uh, especially now. Now that you have touched on influencer marketing, how imperative is it to have the huge following, perfect photos, perfect, you know, aesthetics, all those qualities that are often attached to being influencers? I've said this to, I've received that question um, before, and I said to someone, I, I forgot who was it, I said, um, you know, we've taken this influencer um, 
topic to another whole level that has made a lot of people that aspire to be in that field fear to be in that field because sort of like categorized it that you need to have followers and what's yeah. what i understand about influencing and um, my experience with working with influencers is for you for an influencer you, you may need the followers yes because most clients would say to us we need you to provide us with a report of their following and details of analytics etc to see yeah. but right now what i always push to my clients when i'm going to work with influencers is they need to understand that are they trying to sell or they're just trying to put the word out about their product right mm. so those are two different things if you're trying to sell then we will get you a, a, an influencer that's not about just being having one million followers but that has one thousand followers that out of the one thousand five hundred of the followers are going to buy the product and then we have an influence if you want to put out and just promote and put out the word about your product then out of the one million of them at least we know that 500,000 of the followers are going to reach out to that post and we have reached out to 5,000, 500,000 people. So do you understand the difference that yeah. it's either you want to sell or you want to reach out? That's mm. what you need to understand. So as an influencer, you will have to understand if you want to get into the influencing industry that what do you want to do exactly? Do you want mm. to be the influencer that is focused on helping brands reach out to more audience in terms of their product, etc.? Or do you want to be the influencer that actually helps brand sell? Do you have mm. a selling um, quality or personality when it comes to your social media and your people? Or you have the one that says, if I post a picture of a the yogurt of a certain brand, I know that over a, a 10,000 people are going to view this and like it and comment and engage. Then mm. that means I can always promote brands instead of helping them secure more clients and customers. You know, so you need yeah. to understand yourself. Where exactly do you stand? As it goes back to what I've mentioned, that you need to be real with yourself. This is where brand management comes in. You need to understand what's your niche in the game. What I've realized with Nishadi is the eye look. She knows that when she does the eye look on her channel, everybody's going to go there and flood in because I want to see her cut crease. Right now, there's a joke going around, but it is actually a thing and it works. Mm -hmm. uh, WhatsApp influencer, they say. They <laughs> say, ah, my WhatsApp influencer. Do you yes. know that people are making money out of that now? Wow. That is crazy. Yes. And yes. that is crazy, but it's true. It is true. Yeah. WhatsApp influencer is a thing now and it's business. Like, it is serious. Because if you know that on WhatsApp, if you post the status of something and you have about 300 contents on your phone mm. and um, 150 of them view your status and 50 of them will ask you about it, do you know that you can screenshot all of that and send it to their relations, their relations send it to a client that's trying to promote and we pay you for doing that constantly for maybe a duration of three months? And there we go, you know? So you don't, re maybe people understand Influencers have to be, have a YouTube channel, yeah. need to be Instagram only, and it's to look the certain way. No, look at your environment, look at your influence. Who are you influencing? Where are you influencing? What are you influencing? Um, be real with yourself, and then understand that, and then reach out to two people like their relations to help you find your niche and get work done. Shoo, you see, this is why we're here having this conversation, because this I did not know. I did not know that you can make money from WhatsApp influencing, for instance. Maybe maybe I was an influencer the whole time and I just did not know. Thank you so much for letting us know, Bootle, that that is a possibility. Now, one of the packages Bear Relations offers, Bootle, is public relations. You remember how earlier on this year... Miss Essay opened the applications. We witnessed a recollection of tweets that resurfaced from the past that smeared the reputation of one of the prospective candidates. And obviously, she reacted and tried to apologize. But like always, people found loopholes in the apology and in essence were even more reluctant to forgive the candidate. Now, this is what I would like to get your uncensored opinion on. This idea that now that we're brands, we cannot afford to handle these kinds of situations on our own, where we need the assistance of bare relations, for instance, to step in and issue an apology on our behalf. As individuals, have we lost our abilities to handle criticism and backlash from the public that, in fact, makes our responses even worse than the initial problem? Definitely, we have. Definitely. Um, I was going to say that, but you just answered my question. Your <laughs> question. Yes, that's definitely it. Um, one thing I've said is, 
you know, when it comes to that cash and when it comes to people revealing something you've said in the past that is sort of affecting now what you're trying to achieve, there are so many ways that you can address it. Not all the time you need to be in relation to release a statement on your behalf because you're a client. A simple tweet can also solve that issue. A yeah. simple video, maybe a story on Instagram, can solve that issue. But it depends on what are we facing at the moment. Yeah. But also, you as an individual, people are quick to respond because of their emotions, forgetting who they have created or who have they become in mm. terms of their work, right? Mm. You are non-do right now that has a podcast that you're doing on so many things, you're working on so many things. And it's not the same as non-do back in high school or primary that if yeah. you could swear a child right now, you could go back and say, no, I said this because of this. No, yeah, no, she needs to now address things differently because of the person that you've sort of presented to society and the people that follow your work and the person that you're constantly growing to become, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So now you need to be careful of what you put out on social media, what you say to people around you, where you go and what you do, and also constantly check on yourself. Am I doing the right thing? One word on my tweet can affect my entire career. Yeah, yeah. Something that I've been building all these years yeah. because of that. And now I can't, as much as I may come as very to say, hi, on behalf of Mutia, this, 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 a statement could mean nothing. That's true. You know, and this is something people need to understand. It's, it, it doesn't, it's not, it's not only a big relations job to secure and protect your brand. Yes, it is our job, but not only us. You are our party in this. You need to be a part of this and ensure that you help us protect you at all levels if ever it happens that you miss the point. Um, uh, I like that you're talking about the, 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 the sort of like the, the, the bad side of, of it, yeah. which is managing a crisis now when it comes to a brand. People need to understand that public relations is not about making you famous, but it's protecting and maintaining that face or that brand in the public. Yes, yes. Yes, so people need to always, when they, whatever they do, if you're going to work, especially if you're going to do work that is in the public eye, be um, it behind the scenes or on screen, at the end of the day, you are in something that serves the public. Be careful mm. of what you put out and what you do so that it is easy for you to always be able to be protected by your agencies whenever need be. Amen. Thank you for that, Muslim. You know, considering how you have walked us through a couple of services that Bear Relations offers, and despite anything, despite COVID, you have made it clear that Bear Relations is that agency that is able to operate irrespective of anything, really. Now, you also mentioned that Bear Relations serves as a collectively effective starter pack for brands. What is the next step for the agency? And also, how do we, who want to build our brands, reach the agency? Yeah, all right. I love that. Yes. Um, so Bear Relations, um, if you follow us um, on social media, you will realize that we launched, relaunched rather, this September. Mm -hmm. um, we've been operating for about three to four years now. Um, and I believe that over the years we've managed, to, um, I'm grateful rather first, that I've managed to work with different kinds of clients from corporate to entertainment to uh, NGOs and it's different industries and clients and people and um, their audience and customers, right? Mm. And so I believe that with all of that experience and gathering of that information and all of that, I am able now to come back and say, I am full force on to get, take it to the top with you. And that is why our slogan says, Krim. We, one thing I've told myself when I came back to the business is, mm -hmm. I don't want to be relations to be a or just a known as a, oh, that PR company or that brand management company. No, I want this to be a home to house dreams, success stories, a mm. home that houses, you know, brands that when people look at them and say, I can't believe that brand went all the way there because of their relations. Mm. And I don't want people to feel like because of their relations. No, I want people to feel like their relations and I did that. I want to to, to take it to the top together. Let's cream your craft together. And more than anything, let's remind people of who you are, regardless of what they, they, may, uh, they may thought of you or they may have thought of you or perceived of you. Because sometimes when we may present of ourselves in society without being even aware, may paint a different picture of people. But with their relations, let's take people memory, uh, down memory lane and remind people who you are. And let's take it back to 
your roots. And uh, throughout the interview, maybe people realize that I love being real and authentic. Mm. So that's what we are about. Let's be real. Let's remind people who you are. Let's do what resonates with you and the audience. But more than anything, let's create new business streams for you. Are you a company that just um, has been running for so long that here's COVID is changing things for you? Do you think you can't find it and you want to get into the digital space? We can offer you digital services uh, consultancy and mm. make you understand if will it work for you? Because honestly, not every business will survive digitally. But yeah. let us help you if if you really want to get into that field, how can you survive and grow and make more money? I love I absolutely love this mantra so much. And as we conclude, what advice do you have for creatives and people who are trying to go onto this route? Upcoming first, let me speak to upcoming artists, music artists, presenters, radio, or any field, man. Yes, I know that COVID, when it hit us five months ago, and I don't know when the person will be listening to this, whenever they do, when it hit us in March 25th of March, 20 and 27th of March, we all went into lockdown, which we believe would be a 21 days of lockdown. And here, um, months later, still at home, some of us, and still figuring out what to do. Yeah. It might have brought a lot of pressure, anxiety, uh, because maybe you're an upcoming artist and you had just started uplifting, I'd say. You just started now getting your feet into the game and mm. it pitched you and pulled you all the way to the beginning and you're sitting and you do not know what to do and you do not know what to say, where to go because you feel like you're looking at on social media and you're looking at brands such as Casper Novest securing a, a deals. Your movie recently secured another one and you ask yourself, is it because I'm not famous? Is it because I don't have a following? Is it because I'm not yet known through my music or what's mm. the same? I want to tell you right now that this is a time for you to go back to the drawing board. That if this would stay for the next five years, how would you survive the five years? Mm. Go back to the drawing board and look at the kind of music that you do and the people that receive your music. Mm. Are those the kind of listeners or audience that you really are trying to reach out to? If not, go back to your music then. Mm. What is it that you're missing in your music? that is not reaching to the people that want to want to hear your music and celebrate you. If you are a radio presenter, TV presenter, an actor, up and coming or present, if you realize that you no longer get work in COVID and people are getting gigs, but shows are going on and whatsoever, but nothing's happening with you, go back to the drawing board and look at yourself exactly. What is it that is needed now and that you're not offering? And not only now, but that is going to sustain you for the next five years. That mm. you're because I believe that if I have a personality, a great voice, as well as I can speak as long as I can, I can be on radio, any station can hire me because mm. it's to grasp content and whatsoever. But what is it that I'm bringing? So many current affairs presenters and broadcasters are out there. But as with them, they, what am I taking from where I am to the next station or channel? What is it that will make them say, even if whatever happens, we are keeping with it. Go back and look at that. Find mm. your niche, as I've said. Look at that and consider it. But if you still struggle, as I've said, we are available. Just contact us. We will more than welcome to give you those consultancies. Thank you so much for that, especially considering that the NDL show's vocation is to spread and support local creatives and artists. You have really come through with how we should approach the idea of germinating and cultivating our brands because it is often tough to even know where to start with growing our brands. Truly, thank you so much for coming on to the NDL show and imparting this knowledge, Bootle. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you listeners enjoy this, take notes and um, not even just about contacting us, but taking what I've shared, which I believe is useful, and use it and go somewhere with it. And I can't wait for them to come back and say, thank you, Nandi, and you've helped us a lot. And well done on these podcasts. I enjoy them so much. That was Wushle Mbele coming through with the facts about building your brand. He is the founder and director of a boutique agency called Bear Relations. Be sure to follow the agency on Insta at Bear Relations. Get in contact and see how they can help you achieve your goals. Follow Wushle as well while you're at it at Wushle Mbele underscore on Insta. And really don't be shy to reach out, okay? 
Okay, now if you're one of those people with 5,000 contacts who view your status on WhatsApp, do the right thing because you are an influencer, my darling. Yes, that is it for today's episode. Guys, we really, really miss hearing your opinions. We are back. The break is over. So be sure to hit us up. Let us know what you think about the commentary and main segment on our socials at The NDL Show. Don't stay behind, y'all. Y'all don't want to stay behind. Now, we had taken a break during the week of Heritage Day and we have to remind you of the greatness that resides within this country as it is mandatory on this show. This track that we leave you with is by Nomi featuring Rhea Black. It is called Indaba. You can follow them respectively on Insta at Nomi underscore Nene and at Rhea Black and hear more of their music. This is the NDL show for my producer Tulani Sidra and I. Have a good one, man. Catch the vibes with Music Edition coming up next week. Hello?